Hello everyone, this is Rajiv Talreja, business coach and best-selling author of the book Lead or Bleed. You must have heard my conversation with Bijay on the 65th episode of the Inspiring Talk. And a lot of you have reached out to me after listening to our conversation and shared how the insights I shared helped you in your life and your business. And today, I'm taking over the show to interview Bijay. Yes, you heard that right. I have hijacked and replaced Bijay in his own show. I will be interviewing Bijay on his journey so far. And I will try and get Bijay to talk about a lot of things he might have not shared with all of you before. So take a back seat and enjoy my conversation with the host of the Inspiring Talk and the co-founder of Wine Studio, Bijay Gautam. Bijay, welcome to your own show. How does it see, how does it sound <laughs> to be welcomed on your own show? I mean, it's it's a really surreal experience, and I have been thinking of somebody whom I can you know reach out and get as a host, and there could have been no better person than you know you, Raji. Thank you so much for doing this. I mean, it's really an honor for me that uh, you know you are taking that seat of the host for the inspiring talk, and little nervous because as we have already said, you are gonna make me share some of the stuff that I haven't talked about before. Yeah, I just thought, Vijay, uh, you've been inspiring so many people with this inspiring talk show, and on this amazing occasion of the 100th episode, I thought the world deserves to know the story behind the man, behind this movement. So, Vijay, let's start by talking about your background. Share with us, what was your life like growing up? Give everybody an insight into Vijay's growing years. Yeah, so, um, you know, I come from a lower middle class family. And, you know, coming from a lower middle class family, then you have the same kind of struggles that a lot of people growing up on that kind of situation have. And, uh, you know, uh, and it was not different for me. And when you are growing up on that time, it feels like, okay, it's normal. But points I remember, you know, my dad would really work hard. And uh, the biggest achievement that for my parents was to send me and my sister to the school. And, uh, and you know, growing up on that kind of situation, I remember, you know, at several instances telling to my mom that, you know what, I don't really want to work as hard as my dad for someone else. I want to work for myself growing up. Maybe, you know, that's because I have seen my dad work really hard. And, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I have been fortunate that where, while so many people were not able to go to the school, I was fortunate that, you know, I got that opportunity to go to the school and my parents migrated from the village to the town so that they can get me into the school and my sister. So yeah, I mean, it was like a very, very normal average. There was nothing fancy that we got as a kid other than just like the regular stuff. So yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the child with nothing, nothing exciting, but nothing like as bad as well. It, it was like a very pretty much an average uh, childhood, I would say. Awesome. And I think that's what makes you so relatable to everybody, right? That we are all from the same kind of backgrounds where our parents worked hard just to be able to give us good quality education. We were not extraordinary students, but I think that's what makes our parents play such an important role in our lives that they did that. So I want to ask you, Bijay, what would you say are some of your key learnings from your parents? Because I truly believe that parents are our first teachers. So what do you think are some of your key learnings from your parents? I think one of the things that I learned, especially from the dad, as I mentioned, was like to work hard. And uh, that trait of, you know, a lot of people whom I work with even today and a lot of people whom I meet, they say like, you know what, you work really hard. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate the kind of efforts that you put in creating thing or whatever. And then uh, I think that trait comes from my dad. That's one. And uh, the second thing that I wish I could pick from my dad, but I sometimes love a lot about my dad is, 
whatever he do like he does it to the perfection like he has to do it to the best of his ability i mean he give everything he has got to do if he you know picks something that you want to do right that's those are the two qualities that stands out for me from my dad and uh, when it comes to my mother uh, like any other mother to value the things maybe would be the lesson that you know probably because we you know as i said we haven't had a lot enough for us so then you know it was always like saving and not to be like spending a lot and stuff so maybe that being frugal if i can use the entrepreneurship term then you know maybe being frugal is something then probably i uh, have picked up from my mother and uh, you know i use that even you know uh, on the business or whatever i do today <laughs> Was like growing up. What was that dream? What was that 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 crazy dream that inspired you? Tell us a little bit more about that. I don't think like you know I had like a crazy uh, dreams, but there were like a two kind of uh, things that really that I grew up with. So one part is like I was really this active kid who would take these responsibilities in school. Whenever there is like event or something that happened, then I had to be the guy who shows up and you know uh, maybe leads the team and so on and so forth. And I used to be the house captain, and eventually I started becoming the head boy of the school, as they call uh, you know lead the different clubs and so on and so forth. So I was naturally more. comfortable being outside the classroom doing all this stuff rather than being inside the class and then you know being studying there right so i was an average student i did i mean average on the education but on the, all this stuff like i was in that sense like i was a popular kid you can say like i would go on debate competition speech competition and uh, you know win awards and district and whatever championship whatever and uh, you know that part was there and i thought you know what i think i can make a career out of this and uh, you know maybe i might uh, become a tv presenter or maybe a radio presenter one day radio uh, jockey or whatever uh, so that was like a one thing and on the later part of my uh, school when i was in 7th 8th 9th my uncle he went to the us for his masters and that was like the biggest achievement someone in like our entire generation has ever achieved and then that became kind of a goal post for you know me as well saying that because you are talented because you are a smart guy and you are doing good on the uh, you know education so you should probably follow that path as well and i was kind of fed that you know with from my parents and everyone and that kind of became my dream once my uncle went to the us and that was like a big thing that has happened and uh, from the village where we come like out of that entire village of four five six villages that was like the biggest achievement someone ever has done like went to the us for the masters and that became my dream pretty much uh, my uh, 11 12th and even during my college as well like i want to finish my college and then i'm going to go to the us for my masters so that kind of became the dream that was fed to me by you know looking at someone on my family who has already you know accomplished something like that so that was the you know uh, one dream but deep down over the period of time i realized you know what the dream that i had was to go out there speak and maybe you know share the message with the world and uh, and then you know that's what i'm doing now <laughs> awesome so i i find that quite intrig- uh, intriguing vijay because i think you grew up with these two dreams one was based on your talents your interest the other was almost like a dream that was fed to you with uh, the success that you saw in your environment of your uncle that became like the the uh, goal post like you rightly said uh, so what led you to pursue your inner dream your inner voice rather than go with this external environmental conditioning and just go with the flow in that direction because i see a lot of people making career decisions out of the success that they see in their environment their cousins their friends their uncles or somebody in their family or in their environment when they become successful then people grow up 
and gravitate in that direction so what made you not gravitate in that direction but rather move towards your inner game your inner calling rather yeah. of um, expressing and speaking and presenting and doing what you do today yeah. what what led you to do that yeah so when i was uh, in my 10th right after i completed my 12th and i was like talking to a lot of people uh, saying that hey what should i really pursue and i even remember telling that hey i can, can i go out and study journalism because i want to be a vj or maybe radio jockey and uh, you know be in the media industry right and uh, and then you know a lot of people suggested saying that you know what this is not what you want to do because there's not really good career options out there and you can't really earn as much as you would like if you be in the media industry and again you know one thing one lesson that i learned from those interactions are never get an advice from someone who has never been on that path and these are the people who have never been journalist or in the media industry telling me that don't go on that path because they 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 had no clue what they are talking about right so when that happened then you know you go for okay then let me see what's the hot topic that's right now or hot uh, you know subject that's out there and that's how a lot of kids make the decision saying that what's the really hot subject and right now they would say computer science or whatever uh, it ai and all of that stuff and at that time it was biotechnology and uh, i could not clear the exams for the university that i wanted to and that also is the point where something that deeply hurt me saying that you know what because i mean academically even though i have an average, i have been an average student i have never failed the exams or whatever so academic failure has never hit me before you know this time when i couldn't clear the exam for this university where i wanted to study biotechnology and that you know i remember after that failure telling myself you know what even if i can't make it to the best university i'm going to be the best wherever i go right i i mean that kind of something really stuck with me and even today that's something that's like really you know something that i see the kind of competitive nature also probably comes from that incident and after that i remember i joined the pharmacy and then i was always an average student and like on the pharmacy college so like the first year i was i topped second year i topped and i was awarded like a best student of pharmacy uh and the third year i was like awarded with a full fee waiver scholarship and final year i you know graduated the job in my hand at the top pharmaceutical company in the country and i'm like wow i have arrived now i have like all these accolades on my thing and then you know i got the job at this top company and i think this is probably you know the success that i have been looking for and then i realized one and a half years of doing that job rajiv uh you know what i have been running and winning the race but this is not the race that i wanted to run and uh, when i looked at the people who were 10 and 15 years ahead of me on that career path i realized okay the, if the best thing that happens to me at this job the best that i can be in another 15 20 years is like research and development head and uh, when i put myself in that place i told myself even if i be there i can never be happy and when that happened like you do have two options right that you know i can't be happy or you know i i really can't uh, seem to be enjoying this career path you have two options whether you say okay chuck it even though i have invested like four years of my life and a lot of my parents money on that degree and then you know one and a half years of job uh, then you know all of a sudden saying that and especially coming from a lower middle class family if you in you the whole family is dependent in a way on your on job salary and then you saying that i'm not going to do job and follow my passion like that's uh, that's like a crazy thing right but still you say okay let me try and figure out something else and the other thing that you know a lot of people do is telling that you know what because i have invested so much of uh, money time whatever there is no other option let me do what i'm doing right now right and that is the option that i did not want to give to myself and that's when you know i realized what what is it that i can do and the only thing that i knew was obviously to become a research scientist and that's what i studied and i by that time i was a student of self help like i was and the whole 
the college topping and whole scene. Like I was invested deeply into personal transformation and self-help. I would attend all these seminars or whatever you know I could uh, and read the motivational books and listen to these audios and all that stuff. And I was feeding with a lot of positivity. And that was kind of giving me this courage to think about following my dream. And I said, okay, I think that's probably something that I want to do. And I remember at one point uh, of time, I wanted to be is so many people who can speak, calling them, I want to be a motivational speaker. So that was also one thing that I considered saying that I will be a motivational speaker. So that was the idea. And, uh, you know, I said, okay, uh, let me start by having conversation with people and learning about their journey and story. And maybe having those conversations, I might find that blueprint for myself on what I should really be doing next in my life. Let me ask people, how did they figure out what they wanted to do in their life? Because I'm so confused. I don't have any ideas on what I should really be doing in my life. And here are the people who have already figured out what they want to do in their life. Right? Let me ask them, how, hey, how did you figure this out? And uh, you know, what was your journey like? I mean, how did you become this, you know, uh, you know, best-selling author of this best-selling book? How did you set up this multi-billionaire entrepreneurship venture? How did you discover that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? So uh, that's how I said, you know what, I think let me start a podcast and start the initial idea. I have to confess here was to start a YouTube channel saying that, you know, I want to sit across the table with these people and just have the conversation and do like a t- television show kind of stuff. But uh, neither my budget at that point of time uh, supported that nor my full-time job, uh, you know, would allow me to do that because like uh, I had this like a very demanding job where I couldn't really make time to do all that stuff. And I settled down with a podcast, which I could literally do from my bedroom. And I now tell people that, you know what, I call myself a pajama podcaster, where you sit on the pajama on your bedroom and then just interact with people. So so I need, I, I think that, you know, that seemed like something that I can totally do. And uh, in a way, I could also, you know, felt that excitement. And that's probably because I had that dream as a kid at one point of time. And it, at one instance, even when I was in school, I have given this trial for a radio station for a radio with this concept uh, to organize a, a radio program. And I never got in. But, you know, I said, okay, let me, this is my opportunity to again, go back to that dream and start at least having this conversation with people. So that's how like the whole podcasting thing happened. So essentially, you took the blessing of not getting into the academic line that you wanted to. And you raced ahead and topped your college. You got into a job only to realize that you, you didn't want to run that race. And because of a lack of budget, the world gets a gift called the Inspiring Talk Show. That's amazing, Vijay. That's, that's, that's something that I didn't know. So I must say that's a revelation. So, and I think that's a great lesson for a lot of people who do not have the resources to do what they desire. When they make do with whatever they have, you know, magic happens. You are a great story, a great example of that, Vijay. Uh, thank you so much for sharing and, that. So I have another yeah. question for you, Vijay. Um, my, my question is, uh, you mentioned that uh, you you were always invested in self-growth and self-learning. And uh, how, how did you build this mindset of a l- learner? Because for most people, learning is not something that they consider True. even naturally. Like for most people, school, college, academic education is the end of learn so what what actually uh, kept you on this path of personal development uh, on the path of self improvement can you shed some light on that yeah absolutely so i think a lot of this comes from the guest whom i had this opportunity to interact with and uh, the interesting thing rajiv when i was doing this podcast was i was surrounded at my office with all these people and obviously you know um, a lot of these corporate, how this corporate culture and the environment is where you are complaining everything from the food in cafeteria 
to your boss to salary and whatnot, right? And I was pretty much part of that. And I was, uh, you know, I realized that I was also at certain instances, I was also complaining about whatever I could because there was nothing else to do than complaining. And then here I would come in the night and the weekend and have, you uh, know, conversation with people like you who have this, you know, who are driven by this mission and vision, who want to make impact in others other people's lives. And there are people who are, you know, in the, during the day, I always tell these people saying that during the day, I was complaining about the food in cafeteria and during the nights and weekend, here are the people who are talking about the vision. Here are the people who are talking about the purpose. Here are the people saying that, you know what, this is my mission and all of that stuff. And that kind of blew my mind, right? Also, the last point that you said about like, you know, the resources thing, right? I had, I mean, no money to get like a full-fledged mic and stuff. I went to OLX and purchased secondhand microphone and. Uh, uh, you know, I made this post on LinkedIn a couple of weeks back saying that, uh, you know, I contacted that guy and I told him, hey, could you sell it at this uh, certain price? And he said, yes, please come and take this mic. And I went and met him at a metro station and I asked him, hey, why are you selling this microphone? And he said, uh, you know, my sister used to sing the song and now she's married and uh, she doesn't sing anymore. And the uh, mic was at home for like almost a year or so. We thought like, we just want to sell. And I, I told myself that, you know what, here is this one dream that has been ended. And and my dream was just getting started with that secondhand microphone. And uh, in, literally, that you know, my dream was just getting started with that second uh, secondhand microphone I got from OLX. Uh, so I have always been frugal with my lifestyle or the standard, right? So in the initial part, obviously, when I was starting podcast, that's primarily because I couldn't afford any kind of like at the, at one point, like at twenty four, you wouldn't believe I was sleeping on floor with my parents, and you know my sister would sleep on the only one bed that we had at the house, right? And like we lived in one single room, and uh, there I was doing podcast. There I was interviewing all these incredible people, and uh, I mean, you know, and I have like recorded, I have some videos uh, recorded uh, to put it out someday. I knew that, you know, uh, someday there, there's going to be the time where I'm going to put this video out. I have recorded like this is where I record my podcast. This is where I'm doing the inspiring talk. And if you guys do have excuses and reasons of not having a resources or whatever, then look at this video. So, I mean, I'll definitely put that out maybe a couple of months or whatever. Point is, obviously, I always, you know, restricted even today, like I restrict myself on the lifestyle or whatever. But when the opportunity comes to learn, I make that a priority because that was something that I learned from a lot of people that I was talking and, you know, speaking with. So that's one. And even the one of the like early programs that I did was uh, with uh, uh, Brigadier Basin, and he was doing this program called Train the Trainer. And, uh, you know, the program was of 60,000 rupees. And I could, there was no way I could afford 60,000. Like my salary at that point was like 20,000 rupees. And like I was paying like 8,000, 700,000 for the rent. And then, you know, there was no way that I could afford that 60,000 training. But, you know, I, uh, I attended that program. There was this free program, one full day free program. And there was this 60,000 program that he offered. You know, I couldn't sign up for that program. I came back home that night. And, you know, when I was going to the sleep, I don't know what was that, but something came from within, you know, what you got to be part of this and you got to be attending this program. And, uh, you know, I just put, pulled out a note and written like a message, like an email that I wanted to send to Brigadier Basin. And I told him that, you know what, I want to attend your program and, uh, you know, offer me the seat on your program. And after attending your program, like whatever I'm going to earn in the next two to three years, like I can, I want to like do a whatever revenue share or whatever in it, whatever, whatever. And then, uh, you know, he was also like moved seeing that email from coming from someone and he said, okay, let's meet. And then eventually, you know, he 
gave like huge discount on his program and uh, I got in on that program, right? So, uh, so again, the point is like, if you have something that you really are committed to make it happen. And I, I told, and he said, like, talk to my, before you come and meet me, like talk to my assistant. And I texted the message saying that, you know what, I'm coming. I'm not asking her saying that, does he have a time or whatever? I told her like, I know where you are staying. So I'm coming, tell him that I'm coming. And then, you know, I texted that message and I left and I remember that clearly. So I think that attending that event, like also opened a lot because I then got introduced to a lot of self-help and, uh, you know, the kind of learning community where uh, a lot of trainers and so on and so forth. I got, you know, uh, started becoming part of a lot of these training communities. And then I got exposed to a lot of this. And that also kind of helped a lot in this mindset of, uh, you know, um, of learning and then constantly, constantly upgrading yourself. And after that, like I have attended so many programs, I have been to your program, absolutely love that. Uh, and so many programs by Success Gan. But I have always made that a priority because I think that was something I learned from. And obviously, when I attended that program, I borrowed uh, money from uh, my friend and I never told my parents that, you know, I am attending this program by paying so much amount. They would go crazy, like saying, are you insane? Like you are spending this kind of amount on learning. But, you know, I never told them and I, they don't even know that, you know, that program. I told them like I sent the message and, you know, he's offering this for free or whatever. And then they still thought, okay, cool, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think like if you really want to learn, then, you know, and you have a similar story, Rajiv, right? Hitting the rock bottom in your life and then going and attending all these programs. And I think you figure out if you really want to make change and take charge of your life. Exactly. And I think what's powerful about your story, Vijay, is the fact that you you never allowed yourself the permission to say no to yourself. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are okay with saying no to themselves and they kind of choke and kill their dreams and they have very valid reasons for it. Uh, it's not like uh, it's not like they are cowardly or it's not like they are, are lazy. It's just that they, they give in to the valid reasons. You went beyond those valid reasons, which is what led you on to this path and this direction. So I have a question, Vijay. You started a podcast uh, channel. When you decided to switch into this, how did you break the news to your parents? Especially because, like you said, you are the primary earning member of the family. There were hopes and dreams resting on your shoulders. A lower middle class family, when their child gets a job, that's like the most amazing thing that has happened to the parents. It's like years of yeah. tapasya turning into fruit. And now that fruit is saying... Mama, dad, I'm not the fruit that you wanted. I have different plans in my life. How did, how did that conversation go with your parents when you told them that uh, you, wanted, you want to become That's a podcaster? True. Yeah. So uh, as I said, right, uh, the dream that my parents saw and the dreams that I grew up with was to go to the US and, uh, you know, do my master's. And obviously on the scholarship, there is no other way, uh, you know, that my parents or I could afford to go and study in the US. So because I was college topper and I had like this strong profile. And when your parents know for a fact that your kid is capable of uh, going and, you know, chasing that dream. And then here is, here's, here's me who is saying that, you know, I didn't want to follow that dream. Right. So, so I was preparing for the, uh, you know, for the US pretty much. And I took this uh, TOEFL and I, you know, did good. And there's this another test called GRE. Uh, and I was, you know, studying GRE. But this podcasting thing would pull me, right? You know, I, I would uh, be studying GRE and then, uh, and then I would imagine, okay, next two years, I'm going to be at the pharmacy college. And for the rest of my life, I'm again going to be in a pharmaceutical company, which I'm already working at and quite frustrated already. 
Uh, and even the, you know, imagination of that, uh, you know, uh, working on the pharmaceutical company ab- abroad or whatever, kind of like, you know, that was the, the way I feel that was horrible. I just don't want that life. Uh, and then I, I, you know, said, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. And uh, I told them, uh, you know, this is what a podcast is. I'm going to interview people. I'm going to talk to people. And I had no clue how I'm going to make money out of it. I had no freaking idea, you know, will I ever be able to turn that into my full-time profession or whatever. But I just wanted to do that. And uh, I was like, I would like for a few days, I would like plan my podcast launch. Like I would, uh, you know, prepare some stuff. I would, uh, you know, create my website or designs, podcast artwork or whatever. And on the few days, I would just go back to my GRE book and study. And I was kind of moving between these two things, right? So I would do this or that. And then I realized, you know what, this is really not working where I'm like, my focus is not on one thing. And one day, like it was, too much for me. And I literally, I, I mean, there was obviously some conversations where saying uh, they would say you can go to the US and you can do, even do it from there. You don't have to really, you know, uh, be here to do this uh, and all that stuff. And one day, like, you know, uh, it was a, too much for me. And uh, I packed all my GRE material and everything into a bag and threw it in the corner of the room and told my dad, you know what, for the next one year, I want my life. Like, just let me do whatever I want to do for the one year. And if I can do nothing out of the podcast in one year, then, you know, I'll follow whatever you guys say for the rest of the life, but just give me one year of my life. And uh, that was not that very easy conversation that I had with my dad. We had quite an argument uh, that day with my dad and, you know, uh, are you insane? Are you crazy? Like, do you even know what you are doing? Like, you want to do a podcast here, you know, you can go to the US, have a great life for you and us. Uh, and uh, here you are telling that you're going to do podcasts. You don't even know what you want to do. And I told them, like, just give me one year. If I can do anything out of this, uh, you know, that's fine. If not, then I'll do whatever you tell me to do for the rest of my life. And it was not like as pleasant conversation as you would like. But I think it was important for me to buy that time from my parents for my dreams and for whatever I wanted to do in my life. Uh, and uh, luckily for me, it worked. Awesome. Awesome. That's, I think, yeah, you know, a lot of people, especially from the type of background that, that you come from, a lot of people kind of give in to sacrificing their dreams because they feel that they will end up doing injustice to their parents or their loved ones. And in the process, they don't realize that doing injustice to themselves is, is a bigger crime. And uh, so kudos to you for for giving yourself that opportunity and having that conversation candidly and holding that ground and respectfully asking them to give you that time. And I also recently read in one of your LinkedIn posts where you shared that after about 11 episodes, you gave up, you almost gave up on podcasting because you got into the self-critic mode about your accent. So share with us about the biggest fears you had to deal with when you were starting this podcast journey yeah i mean uh you know as you men- mentioned right i got started with the podcast and uh you know there's this i fought with my parents to do this thing and then the next thing that happens is when i started and started you know putting out some of the episodes uh you know i realized that a lot of people were picking me up on this weird accent that i have and also you know i made a lot of pronunciation mistakes and I'm still on that, uh, you know, learning journey. Uh, But, uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of people who criticized uh, and, you know, even sent like really this kind of messages. And I even have kept some of those screenshots that said, you know what, when I listen to you, it almost feels like you are like really faking this whole thing. And that was me, but, you know, it it was not something that I faked or whatever I did. And uh, that's one part of it where like, 
you know, I got into this more like, can I really do this? Or am I really meant for this? Because and also at the same time, like 11 episodes means like you have almost done this for three months, because I released one episode a week. And then there were not so many people listening to the podcast. And and then I realized, you know what, uh, I mean, nobody is even listening. And there are so many people who are saying that you have this thing and you definitely your podcast, definitely nobody's going to listen to. And all of that kind of crippled me saying that, you know, I think, you know, it doesn't really make sense because and also interesting thing happened, like some guests would share the podcast on their profile. And then the people who would follow them comment on those posts saying that you were amazing, but the host like was terrible. Uh, and I would read those comments and I would like, this is like really, you know, something that I don't think I can do. And then interesting thing happened on the third week or the second week rather, where I released episode on Mondays and the one Monday I did not. And the second Monday I did not. And uh, I usually release like early morning and then at 10 a.m. on the second Monday, you know, a WhatsApp message drops saying that, hey, I have been waiting for your podcast episode. And, you know, it's been two weeks that you haven't released any episodes. And that was like the moment where I felt like that one guy or one person who was out there listening to that podcast, who was, you know, waiting for the podcast episode and thinking that, you know what, uh, I enjoy this content. I instantly got into my laptop and started sending emails to 10, 15 people requesting them to be guests on the podcast. And then, you know, I got back to it. Uh, thanks to that one person who reached out to me saying that, awesome. uh, hey, where's your podcast episode? And and I think I always tell people that, you know, just do it for that one person out there who might be listening to you and thinking that, you know, you are adding value to their life. You don't need hundreds of people. And then that was like a validation for me saying that I'm making impact in one person's life. That's all I need to do from this podcast. So, yeah. That is inspiring, Vijay. That is inspiring. And you know, I, I often say this to quite a few people who put out content as well, that, uh, you know, sometimes you have people who are nasty. Sometimes you have people who are critical. They send you nasty messages. But I truly believe that people's nasty comments are nothing to do with your content or your capabilities. It's a lot to do about Absolutely. their character. It's a reflection of their character. I mean, we are all free to have our differences in opinion, but I don't think People with the right upbringing will ever pull someone else down. I mean, there's so many things we see on the internet that we don't like. We don't sit and criticize them or get abusive with them. And I'm so glad and I'm so thankful to that one person who sent you that message and brought you back into living your dream and truly honoring your, your soul's inner voice of putting out this inspiring talk show. So kudos to that one Absolutely. person, Vijay. And kudos to you for, or, uh, for actually... Uh, understanding and getting the right perspective because at the end of the day english is a borrowed language right <laughs> and we don't have to come from shashi tharoor's family <laughs> to be eloquent in our english or in our accent so we're going to give it our own flavor and touch <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean eventually i started getting comfortable with it and like uh, and then realized i don't get that a lot now because a lot of people maybe realize that uh, I, I think that, you know, people started adapting to your style. And over the period of time, if you are really putting out the good content, people will adapt to your style. You don't have to be like perfect with whatever. If you are getting... Absolutely. Yeah. You, you got to be like A.R. Rahman's <laughs> music. The first time you hear the song, you're like, what the hell is happening? And then you the song grows <laughs> on you, right? Awesome. Nice. Uh, I also remember another point, Vijay, where in a, during our conversation in episode number 65, you asked me about how I deal with being a mix of an introverted person and an extroverted person so uh, you also said that you you find it difficult to have casual connection conversations with people how did that impact your podcast interviews at least in the beginning uh, i mean was it difficult for you to overcome that barrier because 
some of us are not natural in conversations with people we rather sit silently yeah. and read a book than talk to you, people so uh, you have the same traits and attributes as what you had shared with me so i want i was very curious to ask you this question did that come in the way of your interviews initially to strike conversations with people yeah absolutely so i mean i asked these uh, same question because when i was attending your event you mentioned you know you are not very comfortable being on the out there and just having those small talks with people and talking about the i'm an Extreme, extreme introvert. Yeah. Extreme introvert. Yeah, but the so, but yeah, you know yeah. the moment you or even for me like when I'm on stage and when I have to talk with hundred people like I'm very comfortable that nothing bothers me. But when I'm like left with that you know that that one person on the lift or elevator and I have literally nothing to talk about. Like the best that I would ask people is hey, you know it's sunny or it's raining or whatever and you know talk about the weather and like I have no other question and like I'm blank and here I'm saying that I'm gonna do a podcast which is gonna be like a conversation when I'm gonna I'm gonna have conversation with people but i obviously over the period of time i got better at having conversation with people and asking the right questions and so on and so forth but starting it was really really difficult and uh, you know if anybody go back and listen to the first episode first few episodes at least 10 15 20 episodes of my podcast i would literally have like word to word thing written on the notepad and then i would just read it out and ask that question and even if the guest made an interesting point uh, and there is this opportunity to ask the follow up questions i never did that because you know all what i was doing was i was too consumed on my own questions and i i was too scared to ask that follow up questions because i wouldn't know how how to ask the follow up questions and uh, yes that did definitely came along the way and a lot of people now you know i work with a lot of people and help them start their podcast and they do tell me the same thing saying that you know hey but i don't know how to interview people and that's how i started that's how i started that's where i started like with the set of questions and then eventually i said okay now i don't want to have like exact questions to ask to people but what i would do is i would just make a pointers and try and formulate the question from the pointers that i have uh, so that's how i interview people today now i don't have like a exact words or whatever i'll just make a bulleted points and then you know drive the conversation and also ask few follow up questions but was if i thought that because i'm not very comfortable in having conversation or because i don't know how to formulate the question and connect one point to the another it it would have never been possible to put me the podcast out right it would have it would have never gone out and a lot of people a yeah. lot of us i think uh, i think you know a lot of people are too consumed with this perfection thing right where you need to be perfect before you put anything out and for me at least it's always been like i always 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 put this half baked cake out there get feedback and you know try and improve on that because uh, i have realized if you wait too longer then you know you are never going to take action and you know we have a lot of people that we know and we might be you know some of those people who think about thing for years but we never actually you know take that action whether that's to write your book or follow your passion or you know start your blog or podcast or youtube or whatever that is your business for that matter right we have this thing going on in our head i'll wait for the right time to come all the stars to be aligned and uh, you know rajiv talks a lot about this that's never going to happen so yeah. this is the right time. no angels are coming to receive any of us when the heavens doors open and tell us there we you are go. chosen yeah. ones right so yeah and i i completely resonate with that vijay because at the end of the day i truly believe perfection kills action and the key is to play the game of progress and you you played the game of progress you've gotten better one episode at a time one question at a time and i think one very powerful learning there for a lot of people to derive based on what you shared and i don't know if you see it in that perspective but that's what was uh, ringing in my head when i was listening to you right now was that 
somewhere you shifted the focus from you to the message instead of thinking how will i speak how will i talk how will i ask questions how will i connect you just said let me just focus on what they are giving me focus on the next point ask a question on that and i think that's a very powerful thing for a lot of people to learn because we are so consumed by ourselves so true. Uh, and because we are so consumed by ourselves we are not able to create stuff that people can relate to or people can connect with uh, for me the inspiring talk show is all about vijay gautam bringing value Absolutely. to the world okay and i when i listen to your podcast i know you are sitting there as a listener and as a learner and you are asking those questions Absolutely. for yourself absolutely and it so happens that those questions are questions that so many people have but they don't yeah. know where to ask so that's why they come and listen to the the inspiring talk absolutely so i think yeah i think that's so true that yeah sorry go ahead that's that no i for me that's the way i have heard your podcast that these are questions i would have and i would like to ask this person vijay is doing it on my behalf and i know he's doing it because he also wants to learn yeah. the same stuff so that's that's phenomenal absolutely and i totally agree on that part where you know uh, i'm i'm selfish when i get any guest like right now i'm getting a lot of people to talk about like vulnerability because that's one thing that i'm practicing and i am like really trying and build like stronger connections by opening up and uh, the kind of people that i'm getting on my show are the people who talk about vulnerability you know when i got like you then i wanted to learn about business and it's like very selfish that you know for me to just go and get the kind of people that things that i'm curious about at that point of time and also i also realized my audience is evolving over the period of time i cannot talk about the same thing that i spoke or you know we did on the first few episodes of the show because audience also evolves with you and uh, you know that has helped a lot and uh, i haven't really seen from the perspective of saying that you know uh, let me focus on the message but that's really a nice perspective that you shared raji but also i realized because i'm willing to put my flaws out there on the podcast telling them that you know i have this weird accent i am like nobody you know i mean i have this poor english skills or my grammar sucks my pronunciation is like all over the places but you know what like you know people say that, you know what i mean i can totally relate to this guy i mean he's not perfect as well and if this guy can do i can do it as well and even uh, you know after listening to the podcast some of the incredible incredible messages that people send me saying that you know what i was going through this toxic relationship with my wife for so long uh, and i have been listener of your podcast or whatever we went through this horrible separation and uh, i kept listening to your podcast and that kept me sane the other guy says i quit my job to do this government job or whatever uh, i i keep listening to your podcast and when i listen to these really you know rock bottom stories of your guests that gives me hope and i think that's all matters i think you know those are the stories that really is something that i always look for even if we are doing that for like one person out there at a time but that's like something that you know people at the end that matters and a lot of people listening to the podcast are seeing me doing things and if there is one message then that would definitely be you don't have to be perfect just put your flaws out but be willing to do it consistently and improve over the period of time absolutely so i have a question there you spoke about doing it consistently improving over a period of time what are some of the challenges that you had to navigate through in the past 2 to 3 years uh what did you learn from those challenges how did you overcome those challenges yeah so i mean some of the challenges were obviously those right about the communication challenge that i was not like this conversational person and obviously the english and stuff all of those were there but i think some of the really the biggest challenge in the beginning at least that i had to really navigate was obviously to get like people on the show was one thing that i really struggled in the beginning like to get you know find the right kind of people and get them on the show and then over the period of time i realized you know what if you can really make people believe in your vision you don't 
really have to have huge number of people listening or watching your content, right? If you can tell them, hey, you know what, I yeah. can see that this is the vision that you have. And this is also the vision that I have. And, you know, our visions and mission align. And if you really uh, come on and share your story with my audience, that would be great. And also the other thing is, if you see someone who is really putting these great efforts and, and trying to create something, for instance, like why would Rajiv want to, you know, for example, be on BJ Gautam's podcast? Because Rajiv says that, you know, there are very few people who actually take action. And when you see somebody really putting that effort and trying out there, then you want to help. Right. And the same goes with me as well. Right. When really yeah. somebody really reaches out to me and I can see that somebody is really putting effort, then I go ahead and help that person. So if you show up as someone who is authentic and if you show up as someone who is like really willing to do things and you put, put it out there, then I think people are willing to help. So I think those would be some of the uh, you know challenges and self-criticism was like a huge but over the period of time, yeah. again, you know, having the conversation with so many people, inviting people and talking about the self-love. Uh, you know, I had like, I think so many yeah. episodes on self-love because I needed to learn that for myself. Right. And those yeah. really those conversations really, really helped me to be comfortable on my own skin and not really not really let that judge myself. And also one thing that really helped me from all this self-criticism and whatever that was going was just this understanding that the person don't know you, right? I mean, somebody listening to your yeah. podcast for the first time and telling you like, this guy's English shocks or whatever, whatever. Like, I mean, that person doesn't even know the kind of content that you put or, you know, whatever content that you put and somebody just putting that comment on whatever you do, right? Your co content or business or whatever, the person don't even know your story. And then like, you know, they are making that judgment based on that yeah. like five minute or five second of interaction. I think Think that's definitely not your problem. That's definitely not your pro problem. I always tell people like, yeah. you know, that's not your problem because the person is making judgment based on like that one post on your Instagram or that one article that you wrote on LinkedIn and, yeah. you know, the person don't know the whole story. And if, the, if somebody makes that judgment, not knowing the whole story, then I mean, as you already mentioned, that's not your problem. Absolutely. So, so what I understand is that your journey on your business or on the inspiring talk show is actually related to your own personal evolution as an entrepreneur, your own personal evolution as a person. And you've used this platform beautifully as a platform to learn for yourself and people who are, you know, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. So people who naturally are evolving with you are like, wow, I'm glad he's talking about self-love. I needed that. Or wow, I'm glad he's talking about vulnerability because I needed that. So I think the journey of the inspiring talk show is actually the journey of so many people, right? And now that you've done 100 episodes of the podcast, I'm sure there are quite a few lessons you might have learned. Uh, can you share with me? I know this is going to be difficult. I'm going to put you in a spot right now. What are some of the most valuable lessons you have learned from this podcasting journey over the last three years? Okay, tell me your favorite lessons. Wow. So there are so many because, you know, every conversation I pick really new stuff and uh, there's so much to learn from those hundred episodes that are out there. But some of the lessons that I have really learned from these people, all these people, if I if I try and pull like common traits between the people that I have really interviewed on my podcast, one is like they are terrific, terrific learners. Each of them, every single person that I had on my podcast, they invested tremendous amount of time, efforts, energy and money on their learning and self-growth. And uh, 
uh, you know, that's that's one. And second thing was your network is your net worth. That's like, I know that people have talked about it like zillions of time, but you will only know that when you actually know what that really means. Because I yeah. have been able to interview these people and uh, keep that relationship warm. So one thing that I think I do a little differently than a lot of people who interview people is a lot of people when they get to interview someone, they just go and beat their chest and say that I interviewed so and so person and this out on the social media, but actually not invest in that relationship, right? And they would interview the person and forget, yeah. like they never engage with that person. So I think one thing that I do is I like really try and build that relationship with the person that I've had on my podcast and try and be of service if at all. And that also opens a lot of opportunity for you. And you know, you get to meet other interesting people because the person would like to come forward and help you. A lot of people whom I've had on my podcast comes from a reference of my past guest, right? So I think network is like a really, really powerful thing. If you do a podcast, then, you know, you are going to grow your network like crazy. So one, as I said, is that, you know, they are terrific learners. Second, like, you know, your network expands like crazy because if, if you know how to leverage the network and how do you keep that relationship warm and going, uh, right? So that's a second. And the third is obviously you get better at communicating, right? I mean, for me, like I really struggled in the beginning and I'm, I, I wouldn't say like I have mastered or whatever, but I mean, I have improved a lot. I mean, if you go and listen to first episodes and a uh, few episodes and then now compare that with the latest episodes, you will see a huge difference in the past 100 episodes. I have improved a lot on the communication of my own. And the fourth is obviously you learn a lot. Like you learn a lot from yeah. every single conversation that you have. I mean, I feel like the person has told their life's entire journey in that one hour conversation and you totally got this different perspective about life. Like think about having conversation yeah. with somebody who is asthmatic and who has submitted all the seven, you know, highest peaks of the world and volcanic summits and who has skied on the North Pole and says, I'm going to ski on the South Pole. And, you know, he grew up with asthma and where he says, you know what, even though I'm asthmatic, I'm going to go and climb Mount Everest, right? Now, when you hear those stories, then, you know, you're a little bit of your own fears get shattered saying that, oh, damn, if he can do it, then I can do that as well. So you get those kind of confidence on yourself. Uh, and, you know, risk-taking ability, like a lot of people, like, you know, when I heard or listened to your conversation, it was such a reassurance for me that if Rajiv being on that, uh, you know, rock bottom stage and he can go and spend like 40 lakhs rupees in his uh, relearning or re-education, then I haven't like really spent that kind of amount on the learning. Then I can definitely go and maybe spend like 40,000, if not 40 lakhs, whatever, right? Then you get those kind of traits that you are constantly getting from these people. So I think those would be like really some of those lessons that comes on the top of the mind, but also the other things about being humble and all, all those things and being compassionate and kindness and all of those are obviously there, but those would be some of those lessons that I, that really stands out. Awesome. Nice. So Vijay, uh, before I know you do something called as an enlightening round in every single episode of yours. So not like I'm going to leave you that <laughs> in my homework as well, but before I go there, one one last question I would have is, how has the journey of entrepreneurship unfolded for you? I mean, the courage to start your own business to the journey, how has it unfolded for you? Uh, I'm sure you work with a lot of business people and uh, you know that one of the biggest excuses a lot of people make is you need to have money to start a business, right? Or to start earning anything, right? For me, like I have started whatever, you know, the journey that I've started, like I started with selling it before I even created anything, right? So the, the first time I was still at job and uh, how, how I started like making money on the side of my job was I was doing this podcast and I think I was doing it for six, seven months. And then a lot of people started reaching out to me saying, Vijay, you do this podcast. Can you help me also set up a podcast like yours? And I would just help them out, get on a phone call or, you know, send them uh, some pieces or whatever. And then that number started growing, you know, a lot of people started coming to me and 
I said, okay, a lot of people are asking me, is there a market there? Like, is there something that I could create for these people? Uh, and that was something that was running on the back of my mind for a while. And, you know, you keep thinking about it for the long time. And then, and I was called at my job on a Sunday to work. And you know how these, uh, everything on the job world become urgent uh, on weekends. And uh, I was there on Sunday yeah. and I came back home frustrated that evening. And I, I said, you know what, damn, what am I doing? I don't even have a Sunday for myself. And then I drafted this WhatsApp message. And I was, as I said, you know, uh, I was connected with a lot of trainers and I was part of a lot of these trainers WhatsApp groups. And I drafted this WhatsApp message saying that, okay, here I'm offering the first ever podcast coaching program. This program is going to be six weeks program. I'm just going to take 10 people on this program. If you guys would be interested, pay me 5,000 bucks and uh, I'm just going to take 10 people. Boom. And then send it to like 10 different WhatsApp group. And I said, I think I did that in March or February, end of February. And I said, the course will start from April. And the reason that I said April was because I thought 10 people who would be paying 5,000 rupees, that's like 50,000 rupees. It's going to at least take me two months because that was like my two months of salary. I was, you know, I had like 25,000 rupees salary at that point of time. And I said like, no, that's going to be at least two months of salary. And I'm sure 10 logo ko leke anime, at least it's going to take like two months for me. And the next thing that happens is within 24 hours, I have 50,000 rupees on my bank and I had no content. I had no idea what I'm going to teach. And then I went back to start creating the structure and people started asking, hey, give, give us the you know outline of what's going to be covered. And then I created that outline and then I would do the first session. Yeah, you did the pehle becho, fir socho absolutely. entrepreneurship launch. Absolutely, I did nice. that. And even like during this lock, lockdown, you know, uh, the whole thing is now moving to online and stuff like that. I did the same, right? And even with our company, Wine Studio that we started, right? The first client that we had, the first client said, okay, I want to pay you guys. Where do I pay? And we have no bank account. That, that's what I said. Like, you know, maybe this whole thing about frugal thing, you know, uh, just not limiting yourself saying that, yes, sub conditions honge tab hum suru karenge kind of a thing, you know. Uh, so I think those are really you know some of those interesting lessons that I have learned and that has worked every single time I try something new that I always sell or find people who are willing to pay and then only go out and do I think there, there could be no better validation than somebody willing to swipe their card to the product and service that you have never created but also what I have realized is that is the biggest accountability that you can ever have like if you really are looking at creating yeah. something the biggest lesson about entrepreneurship on I don't have like a huge experience of to give entrepreneurial gain or whatever but for me like one of the biggest thing that I can tell people is if you are really thinking about creating something make a lot of noise about it announce a date when it's going to be announced and get people to swipe their credit card and when you do that then you know everything will fall in place all the product will be ready on the time everything will be there because the biggest accountability that you can ever have in your life is the accountability of money of someone uh, for the product that you have never created awesome that's that's a good start point for those who want to start a business right <laughs> then socho and then get it done. Awesome. So Vijay, it's been an awesome uh, interview with you so far, but now it's time for the time that most people are waiting for, which is the enlightening yes. round. So you know how <laughs> this works, right? I'm going to ask you questions. You want to give me a quick rapid fire answer. So firstly, what inspires you to do everything that you do? I think I have this thing there and uh, I have written like to help people unlock their true potential. Uh, because for me, like, you know, whether that's even though like, you know, I did not pursue in that pharmacy career or whatever, all my life I have lived thinking, telling to myself that I'm an average student and I can never top my school. And uh, I, I remember walking up to those, you know, school toppers and tell them, yeah, how do you guys even top the school? I can never imagine, you know, being a topper or whatever. And then I you know there I was committed and uh, 
coming to the college and doing that and i i was surprised like how could i do that all my life i believed that you know i'm an average student and i could never do that and i did that and so i think you know so what it really inspires me is i, I know that i mean it's a enlightening round and supposed to be short quick answer but but i i truly believe that every single person out there do have this really you know potential within themselves untapped potential so i would really if if i can help a few of them unleash their on uh, potential and realize that you know what i can do that as well and inspire them in some way that really inspires me and you've done that successfully over 100 episodes now so next question which one daily habit do you believe has been a game changer for you in your success journey i think i'm i'm not sure if uh, this can be counted as a daily habit or not but i mean obviously i i've started meditating regularly and that has really helped me become more kind and more compassionate and calm but i think the the ability to like put out the half baked cake is like something that i really really okay. think like that has really helped me like put it out there yeah Being just an action put, it, put it, out it out there yeah not overthinking awesome third one what is the best piece of advice you have received in your life invest in your learning the best i mean if if you got just learn this one thing everything's going to change for you like invest in your learning awesome what was the one wrong belief about yourself that you have held for the longest time in your life i'm not worthy okay and and also the doubt like am i really good enough and uh, i mean do i even deserve this like i had that for the longest time thinking that you know what and then i really like clearly yeah. see the self love lessons and the vulnerability lessons are working <laughs> <laughs> nice what do you want to be remembered for wow so i think i mean the same thing that you know i want to inspire people for i mean if anybody remember then i want to like busy really help me unleash this thing about me or help me unleash this thing about me so i think that would be awesome if anybody would ever remember so being the man who helps people uncover and unleash themselves nice could you share a book or two that has influenced you personally in the recent past apart from lead or bleed of course yes absolutely <laughs> lead or bleed is right there on my yeah. self i see that i see that i see that yeah so it's it's a uh, there up there so i re- recently uh, you know read this book called enlightenment to go it's a kind of a introductory book to the buddhist principle on the kindness and compassion so i really wanted to you know explore the ideas and kindness and compassion and how can i put other people first because especially i i don't know if this is just with me or a lot of people i just can't generalize this but i felt that you know what it uh, you know at a lot of times i felt like you know am i being too selfish not thinking about other people and just thinking about myself and i wanted to build a little bit more kinder to other person and compassionate to other person and maybe that's something that i needed at that point of time it uh, resonated with me a lot uh, it's a book by the guy named david michi it's called enlightenment to go this is the recent i think the last book that i read right now i'm reading the autobiography of a yogi uh, so now you know you guys can expect more spiritual kind of stuff coming on the inspiring talk because that's the topic that I'm exploring so yeah nice nice if you were to start this journey all over again what are what would be those three things that you would have done differently wow so the first thing is i would have hired myself a mentor way before like i would have gotten somebody because and this is one of the by the way one of the things that a lot of guests in the show have shared bj if i was your age and i could have had a mentor in my life that would have really transformed everything for me so uh that's definitely one and second uh, if i could change then i would i wouldn't really listen to those people who said you know you couldn't be in media or whatever and i'll just go ahead and still follow my passion even when i was just like just graduated from the school and i would just go ahead and still follow my heart because uh, we we are sold you know with all these different uh, dreams that people say and you know those stuff right that's the second thing i think that those would be the two things i can't really think about awesome. no problem <laughs> two is good 
Okay. Last question. Imagine you are standing on a on the largest stadium ever built in the history of mankind, and there are millions of people on in that stadium, and you are given only one minute to share the most important lesson you have learned in your life. What would be that message to those people? Don't really remember who said this, but I really resonate with this message that your gift is not your property or whatever. It's your responsibility to express it out to the world. If you have some gift, then you know just put it out there because the world want to cherish or celebrate your gift, right? I would say that we would have never known what does a helicopter shot looks like if Dhoni decided not to you know play cricket, or we would have never probably seen what the chip shot on football looks like if Messi you know never decided to play the football. So you have this. unique gift and talent that you are uh, you know that can contribute to the world so go ahead and uh, put it out there your gift are your responsibility okay not your property or whatever they call awesome awesome and you have gifted the world your ability vijay by doing the inspiring talk show it's been an absolute pleasure to interview you to be on the other side and put you on the other side on the 100th episode of the inspiring talk show Now I'm sure people are going to ask like to get Rajiv to do this show more <laughs> often because you have been such an amazing host doing this podcast and hosting this so uh I'm sure people are going to be like okay replace that guy get Rajiv to do the inspiring talk from now nah, on so I, I, I uh, you've remain, been an amazing I will remain on the other side itself I just did this role <laughs> switch for one day because I really wanted to I wouldn't want to leave this opportunity to say thank you to you Bijay not just as someone who's seen your journey or as someone who was in, interviewed for the inspiring talk show but i really want to thank you because i think you represent the power of dreaming the power of learning the power of taking action the power of self love the power of surrender and that's for me that's what the inspiring talk show is all about it's about who you are and um, i hope all the listeners listening you agree with me on that and i hope you enjoyed this conversation with vijay gautam and if you did i'm going to ask you to do what vijay asked you to do at the end of every episode which is to share this episode with your friends and family by visiting the show notes page and the link will be on the description of the episode and vijay i had a great time in this chat with you thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to interview you on this side and for those of you who like to connect with me you can connect with me on instagram my name is rajiv talreja and thank you so much for listening to this episode now go out there and do something inspiring that is what vijay says at the end of every episode so go out there and do something inspiring everybody and vijay continue to inspire the world with what you're doing my friend it's absolutely phenomenal and fulfilling to see uh, how far you've come and where you are headed awesome rajiv thank you so much it's truly an honor that you really don't have to do this but you decided to be here and host this show on the 100th episode and i'm i'm sure people enjoyed to see a bit of the behind the scenes of the things that i do and you know share my story but you know i'm i'm a huge fan of you and your work and uh, attending your training and sitting on that room i got a lot of new perspective and i can i i got a lot of courage for myself by looking at your own journey saying that you know if rajiv going through all those challenges and problem can be where he is today and uh you know why i can't i derive a lot of inspiration from the work that you do and all the time that you are innovating with now taking the pace online by the way guys if you haven't really you know seen or attended rajiv's offline pace program then you don't have to wait for the corona and everything to get over you can attend one of the online programs that he is doing and now oh my god i mean the way he has innovated the whole thing it really feels like that you are sitting on that room with rajiv and i'm a huge fan of you, you when you are on stage like i even told you like i love your sense of humor 
and uh, you know, you even said that that's your retirement plan to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come on the inspiring talk show and sell the tickets of yeah. my stand-up comedy show. So, so yeah, thank you so much uh, once again, and uh, thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'll see you in the next. And now, go out there and do something inspiring.